Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello and welcome to Simon's Pro Wrestling Podcast. My name is Simon Miller and yes, this is a pro wrestling podcast. It's the second one of the week. If you didn't tune in on Wednesday, uh, as a little note, I am away next week. Now hopefully, a very special edition of the podcast is still going to go up. I'm going to record it this week and so it won't be very topical next Wednesday, but at least it means the momentum continues. I'm going to do my best to do that. If not, just listen to an old episode of the podcast and it'll be like I never went away. But if you are a long-term listener, you know we do try and smash out two a week. And the second one in a week is always really cool because I head over to patreon.com forward slash Simon316, which is how I am able to do these podcasts to begin with because I get awesome support on there. And I get patrons on the damn show. And today, I like this. We're going round. We're coming cyclical because my man Pete returns to the podcast. Hello. Pete, how are you doing today? You all right? I'm very well. How are you? I'm all right. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm pumped. You know, as you said before we, uh, before we started chatting, it's a crazy, crazy week. For professional wrestling. And I don't actually, especially, I should say WWE. Oh, yeah, aren't they all at the minute? It, just, well, it seems there's something going on every week at the, it's, moment, it's, at the moment. It's true. I don't think anybody saw this coming. I, I really, really don't. I, and, and also, if you've seen the news that has, uh, you know, been tumbling out of the, of the wrestling internet world today, it goes to show that it's because it's only kind of got decided in the last seven days, hence why it felt very much like a hotshot angle. Again, we talked about yeah. this earlier in the week. We'll talk about it now. In case you don't know, Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano, Alistair Black, and Ricochet, I guess all got a phone call and said, well done, boys. <laughs> you're, you're, you're being called up. Make sure you're ready for it. And here we are, sat on a, well, it's a Wednesday, breaking to kayfabe. It's going to air on a Friday. And they've done it. They've done one round of SmackDown. They've done one round of, one down of Raw. And yeah. now we just have to see what the hell they're going to do come WrestleMania, I guess. Well, yeah, it's incredibly exciting. Um, although, the like the last batch of call-ups, like EC3, where's, where's he now? I bet he's going, well, what about me? I tell you, man, <laughs> that's, you know, it's so easy to get caught up in the, in the hype of things like this. And you absolutely should, too. Like, that's half the fun. Yeah. But you're 100% right. What in the world is he thinking now? Because, you know, what's he even done? He's been up for... A month or so, I can't even remember. Yeah. And so far, he's what? He's lost the match, he's won a match, he's not allowed to talk, and obviously, you know, his promo skill set is one of his yeah, strong yeah, points. Yeah, exactly. exactly. That's like his, his main thing. Um, so when, while he was away from WWE, he kind of developed this character and found his voice, and yeah, now he's not allowed to use it. I know. Seemingly. <laughs> it's very, honestly, man, it's, it's absolutely bizarre. And, and it doesn't make any sense at all, because... You know, the amount of time and effort they put into into those call-ups and making them feel like a big deal, like it's kind of the crutch that they, they built their whole, oh, we're going to start again around. And, yeah. you know, without even... I wouldn't mind if they had given them a shot and they'd all fallen on their ass. Like, I'm like, okay. Exactly, yeah, yeah. You know, you, you, can't, you can't win everything, but at least give everybody a fair strike. And we know what happened with Lars Sullivan. That's a, a whole separate issue. But yes. when it comes to heavy machinery or Nikki Cross, especially EC3... I don't know what you do with them now because, you know, wrestling is like that. It's only as exciting until something comes along and usurps it. And when the thing that usurps it is the exact same thing as it was before, as a fan, you start questioning, well, who am I meant to take seriously now? Because I don't know. Exactly, yeah. I mean, it almost makes you think, look at those guys and think, did WWE even, even have an, an idea of what they were doing with those? Like, did they have a plan? Because they sort of just bought them up and went, oh, they're coming up and here they are, I guess. And then that was it. It's like Heavy Machinery are just doing sort of... They had a really good competitive match a couple of weeks back, but now they're doing like little skits with Lacey Evans on the stage. It's like, well, who's that benefiting? <laughs> well, that Lacey Evans thing. I mean, to give it some context, apparently WWE sees a lot of potential in Lacey Evans. They, they yeah. think that she could be... I mean, just to you know, keep it really layman's terms, she could be the female version of, of John Cena. I mean, that's, that's cutting it a bit too cut and dry, but whatever. It, 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 it make, explains it. And yeah. I'm not saying that she can't. Like, I, I don't know. You know, she didn't really do that much work in NXT. She did the odd match here and there. And a lot of people were quick to jump down her throat with a Raw Rumble appearance. But I think sometimes you have to jump into the human part of the brain as opposed to the performer one she was probably nervous it's a massive stage and i think she held her own okay yeah there was a couple of botched stuff but come on now but i don't know how we get to all of these things that we're hearing from all right Lacey, what you're going to do tonight is you're going to come out you're going to get to the top of the aisle you're going to walk to the bottom of the aisle you're going to wave you're going to turn around and then you're going to go back up like 
it's one of those things I can kind of see winning me over in the long run just because it becomes so preposterous. Yeah. But it also feels like, you know, it, it, it feels, it, I don't know, it just feels like an empty idea. Like we know what we want then tying into the EC3 and Nikki Cross. It's like we know we want to do something with you, but we don't know what. But we want to make sure you're featured on TV. So for now, you'll just walk around. It's yeah. like, what is that? Like, I don't it's get what it means. It's so weird. I, I don't get it. But then they bring up this latest batch of guys and they're like in big matches and winning matches and looking brilliant. It's like, well, that's how you do it. You know what? You clearly know how to do it when you're bringing guys up. So just, yeah, it's odd. It's very odd. It is odd. And. I mean, the thing I don't ever get is you get loads of people saying, well, they going back to the Lacey Evans thing, well, they uh, they did that with Trish Stratus back in the day. And I'm always like, okay, does that mean that we should run another necrophilia angle? Like, just because <laughs> not, yeah. not, not everything we did in the past was necessarily good, especially because I just don't necessarily think it's creative too. Mm. That's, you know, so I mean, I don't know. I, it's why I try not to overly worry about, EC3 hasn't been ruined by any stretch of the imagination. I'm just worried that he's already been usurped. But all it would take yeah. is a week. Let's say that EC3 is on TV next week and he does everything that, you know, DIY or Alistair Black or Ricochet has just done. Let's say that even he beats, I don't know, say he beats Kurt Hawkins on one episode and then he goes to SmackDown and he beats, I mean, Samoa Joe. I know, is not as big as Samoa Joe. You know what I mean? Straight, yeah, yeah. straight away, you'd have your eye on him. But, it, so I think sometimes in WWE I get the impression that they're very they're very focused on a certain thing and other people get lost by the wayside, which is kind of yeah. how we've ended up here to begin with. Because, again, it's all rumors and hearsay and who knows what's what. But, yeah, apparently Vince McMahon looked at his current roster and went, look, we need superstars, we need to push people. Mm. But I don't feel like there's anybody here that hasn't already been buried. Therefore, we'll just hit refresh again. I'm like, no, wait, whoa, whoa. It's cool to bring those people up. But you still have people like EC3 and Nikki Cross that you may be able to do something with. But it's like, nope, it's too quick now. You know, we, we, we've gone. And, and it is really easy for them, and they've shown this this past couple of weeks, to have a guy or a girl who maybe hasn't done anything prominent and then push him and be the most over person on the on the company. Like Kofi Kingston is now main event talent, all the crowds behind him. So you can take someone who maybe hasn't been used to their potential for a little while and, and rehab it really easily by just giving them a good match and giving them a good show in. Absolutely, and they did it. And this is actually something I'm, I'm intrigued to get your opinion on. They did that with Andrade recently and Rey Mysterio. Like, I, was mm. actually, I was into that feud. I thought it was some of the best stuff SmackDown had done. And yet, then that vanishes from TV for a couple of weeks, which I'll admit, I do forgive in this day and age because it's what WWE does. And I always feel like, yeah. well, if I'm going to criticize that, I should probably stop watching because they, get, <laughs> yeah. you know, they are going to do that. But now he comes out. He loses to Alistair Black, which I also don't have a problem with, really. But again, it just it just confuses me. Like, I don't... There's so many people they could have had a match with. And I understand that they, they think that Alistair Black and Andrade are going to have a good match, which was, you know, they did. Yes. But, yeah, I don't... I don't know. I don't get it. Because it felt like they'd given Andrade the Kofi Kingston treatment a while back and actually rehabbed him. Yeah. And, and then stumbled. And it's different for Kofi. Like, I don't actually... After thinking about it and... Uh, potential storylines that could come out the back of it. Look, if he did win the championship at Fastlane, I'd be over the moon for him. Like I, mm -hmm. I, I watch wrestling. You know, people say, "Well, you shouldn't be WWE champion just because you deserve it." Yeah, but I kind of watch wrestling from that point of view these days. I do. Every now and then, it's nice to have the Cinderella story, isn't it? Someone who wasn't meant to be the champion gets it, and especially if the crowd's all behind him, which they are. Yeah, it doesn't hurt. No, and it always feels different when, when you do yeah. something like that too. But I'm not going to be too upset if. You know, if Kofi Kingston loses at Fastlane because it will be his moment, win or lose, and he's still Kofi Kingston. Whereas someone like yeah. Andrade, who does need a, a lot more momentum and ideas, mm. I don't know why. I, again, surely if you've looked at your roster and thought to yourself, okay, what can we do to you know to spice things up? Surely Andrade is someone you looked at and go, well, actually, a few weeks ago he was smashing it with Ray. Maybe we can bring Ray back into the equation. Or maybe make them a tag team was another rumor. But yes. no, in, instead it's just been nope. That's it now. We're focusing <laughs> yeah. on these four guys instead. That's it. That wasn't our plan now. So we'll, we'll ignore you for a bit. And yeah, it's, it's a weird, it's, it's odd. I mean, and what annoys me is that with like this batch of call-ups this week, it proves to the viewers that they can debut people well and make them look credible and make them look interesting. So why don't they do it? half the time it's like you, you you can do it just do it with other guys yeah i, I it's very strange but you know, on the flip side to that i am i am 
you know, behind this idea of them going, <laughs> terrible word of phrase, but, you know, them going all in with, hmm. you know, with, with all the guys they've called up, because that's the way to do it. I've said yeah. this time and time again, that this idea that we can't allow people to come on the roster, the main roster and run rough straight away is baffling to me. Of course you can. You should yeah. try and do that with everybody. I know not everyone can be Goldberg, of course, but the more people win and the stronger people look when they first arrive, the more I'm going to believe them. That's doubly more important if they're NXT guys, because it's all right for you, for you and I who like to keep up on these stuff. Like, you know, Walter could walk into uh, to WWE mm. tomorrow and we'd know who he was. But 90, 90% but 75% of people aren't. So you want to establish them as soon as possible. Exactly. And I, I like that. You know, I think they, you know, they did do a good job in week one. I mean, what happened on Raw was upsetting and disappointing. And yes, I, I think there was, I, you know, I think it's a 50-50 situation. WWE could have dealt with it better. And the fans that night didn't help the situation either. Yeah. But... You know, it, it, we, we forget things very quickly in wrestling. And I already thought that SmackDown was far better than Raw. And therefore, if Raw is now better than SmackDown, then it's all good. We're headed in the right direction. The only real... Well, the other thing that we should mention is what this means for NXT, I don't know. Well, I, apparently there's a big announcement tonight, isn't there, on there the show? There is, but what is it going to be? Exactly. What is it going to be? But like, the, the only ones I can come up with are... We're resetting everything, and all those guys that have titles are going to lose them. And I think mm-hmm. that may cause a bit of an uproar. I mean, I'm not going to be horrible here, not a huge uproar, not that many people watch NXT. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. It, it does good numbers, but it's not going to bring WWE down. Other than that, maybe maybe it's nothing to do with this and they're going to announce a TV deal because that's obviously... I'm, I'm thinking that, yeah. Or maybe they're going to two hours, which terrifies me. Don't do mm. that. Please yeah. don't do that. <laughs> yeah. I, can't, I can't fit any more TV into my week. I just, no. I just can't. If it is a TV deal, then where do you think it's going to go? Do you think they're going to announce something for October or do you think it's going to be something more, you know, sooner than that? Uh, when when does SmackDown go? Yeah, that's October. Yeah, that's, that's October. October. Yeah. I would imagine it will be a similar sort of time, and I think that's maybe if that is the case, that's why they've bought these sort of NXT main eventers to coin a phrase up to to get them. These are your guys that are going to be the flagship of your new NXT show, possibly. So that way, that the viewership can move across and go. Oh yeah, we know these guys. Uh, they're good. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Wait and see, I guess. But what would you do? And I don't think this would happen. But obviously, you live in Britain here, obviously, like I mm-hmm. do. If NXT vanishes from the network, I don't necessarily know if we're going to be able to watch it. So, a, yeah. yeah. So what happens? Let's say it does vanish from the. Ne- I don't think that will happen. I really, really don't. But let's say that it does, and let's say it's going to be on FS1 or Fox or, or, or whatever. Do you go out of your way to watch it? Would you pay? Like, let's say it comes off the network, which obviously you already pay for. Would you, you know, would you pay for a TV channel to watch it? Like, would it go on Sky? Like, I don't, ah, I don't necessarily. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I would imagine if if that is the announcement, it would be due to the fact that they want the stars when they get called up to have a bit more name power and a good way yeah. to do that is get more eyes on the product. But yeah. I, the only way I, I don't see how you do that. Because NXT, you know, the best thing about NXT is it does have a global audience. Because that's the great mm-hmm. thing about subscription services is that there is no barrier to entry apart from the money. It's not like you know over here, for example, you can't get I don't know you Fox US. I'm sure you can get it somehow, but you know what I mean. Like it's more yeah, difficult. Yeah. So I don't know whether that's the, the best idea. I'm sure it's a good idea from an American point of view, but I don't think that I don't think WWE can be looking at things like that anymore. No, no, it's a tricky one. I mean. I wouldn't be surprised if if it does move off um, off the network that they do still have an NXT show on there that is more like it was originally meant to be like a developmental show. I could still see them having an NXT developmental show on the network. Yeah, maybe the big show with all the names um, on a different channel. But yeah, if if it did sort of go on a, a pay site like maybe Sky Sports or whatever, it. it it's going to stop a lot of people watching it. Not maybe not a lot of people, but a number of people maybe won't want to pay extra to have to get a, a Sky subscription to watch it. I mean, I I don't follow Raw and SmackDown as um, exclusively as I used to. I definitely sort of check them out on YouTube and bits and pieces. But I got rid of Sky towards the end of last year because I was happy to watch NXT, watch the sort of pay per views on the network. I got my WWE fix from what they had on the network and could watch YouTube and bits for the, the bit other bits that I wasn't getting anymore. Uh, but I certainly wouldn't jump at sort of re-signing to Sky just to get NXT. No, I wouldn't. No, wait. This is, I mean, I, 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 well, I have Sky, but mm. I only have Sky because I need to watch Raw and SmackDown every week. Yeah, yeah. I would, <laughs> I would, I would dump Sky so quickly if I didn't need to do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, just TV has changed, hasn't it? As we, as we it talk has. about all the time. So, given everything that we do have, 
I mean, how from where we are now, going through Fast and into WrestleMania with all the new call ups, so we're going to have to have WrestleMania programs. Yeah, how do you see it going? Like, what would you like to see? You know, as a guy that is invested, you know, outside of what a mainstream fan would be, you don't have to learn about these guys. Yeah. And I, I would imagine that through Fastlane, that's what we'll get, and then we'll come out the end and we'll ramp it up a bit. But what do you do, and how do you deal with the Gargano Champa storyline? Because it still, I don't think it's utterly ruined. It still does make sense to a point because you know they had technically teamed up i mean i, I imagine yeah. i imagine the swerve was going to be they were going to fight at nxt takeover uh brooklyn or whatever the hell it's going to be called in april but there's you know there's many and wwe's done this before i was listening to observer radio today apparently back in ovw days when jim Cornette was running it he had some feud going on with the basham brothers and okay. then wwe rang them up and said yeah we're going to take both of them as a tag team so stop that and <laughs> and make sense of it and that puts you in a possible position you can't have two guys just turn around and go oh by the way it's all fake yeah. So what do you do with all of it? How do you build to WrestleMania? How do you how do you take care of the NXT situation? Do you even give a shit about the NXT situation? Like this is I don't think everyone the big question is is this a one and done? I really don't think they put this much effort and then they're going to pull them from the road. I think if anything that yeah, would damage them more than anything. So yeah, what do you do? How do you do it? What do you want to see as a fan? I think the the DIY situation is the most interesting because they have had this massive angle going on for the past sort of year or so. And yeah, they have kind of been partners a bit uh, in recent times but they still had Johnny Gagano be that I'm not doing it because I want to be his partner it's like keep your your friends close and your enemies closer type situation whereas on Raw and Smackdown they've seemed a lot more in sync with each other um, so it does feel like it's the same guys playing slightly different characters um, and I, I don't know I think maybe they rush them beating the revival so quickly i think that could have been a something that they built towards um especially with wrestlemania so close to happening um i mean this wrestlemania is a weird one because normally by this kind of time of the year you know really even just by reading sort of the websites and things what the kind of card's gonna be in a roundabout sort of way as it stands we know the women's match and Seth versus Brock and everything else is kind of anything could happen, especially now. Um, so yeah, I, I think they could have kept off revival DIY for WrestleMania, but is it a WrestleMania match to a lot of people? Maybe it isn't. It is to me because I, I know those teams could have a barn burner, but yeah, to the, the more casual fans who've just seen these guys on raw and SmackDown for the first time this week. Yeah. Maybe that's not a big WrestleMania selling point. Yeah. No, I, I think I wouldn't mind having the rival versus DIY for the belts at WrestleMania because it's going to be what second on the card, yeah. or you know, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. Not, it's going to be like fourteen matches on that card, and it's not going to. It could even open. It may open the show. The point is, it's not going to. It's not going to close it. And mm. I think if they can have a match in front of that kind of crowd, who will be well aware who they are, and and win the titles, and it feel like a big deal, I actually think coming out of WrestleMania that could be the best thing to happen on the show mm. in terms of long-term booking, because especially with everything happened with all elite wrestling, you absolutely need to focus on the tag team division. Now you oh, just yeah. do. And yeah, if you, yeah. and if you don't, you are, you are going to lose the Usos. You are going to lose the revival. You will lose, you know, Champa and Gargano. Eventually you'll lose, uh, you know, loads of guys. I mean, yeah. I mean, kind of Rusev and Nakamura would be two more, which, you know, people like that may even already been questioning what they want to do, given that Vince McMahon doesn't think he can save any of the people on his. Right, exactly. Yeah. But I think it's an area you've got to focus on, if nothing else, for parity when it comes to your competition. So I can see that, but coming, it's always coming out the other end. Who do they fight? Like, there's no teams. There's absolutely no, no teams. And you, like you said, you've already had them run through two of the most well-known ones. And, you know, I like Rude and Gable, and I'm sure they'll have good matches. But again, it all comes down to the same issue. It's all well and good reintroducing or introducing these characters and making them feel big. But they don't have anybody around them that feels big for the reasons that these guys have been brought up to begin with. So you yeah. have this crazy, like, back and forth. You need, to, you need to try and break down, but you can't. So, you know, I don't know what's going to, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. And obviously there's all these reports that, you know, Raw was still being written well into the second hour of the show and, <laughs> yeah. and things were changing. And the only reason that makes me get a bit like, oh, because that's what WCW used to do. It really is, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I don't think that the, the quality of TV is worse than that. I mean, you no. know, if, if no one's ever seen Nitro, as I always say, they would book no DQ matches that ended in DQs. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> and that and that happened more than once like this, oh, yeah. this is a constant thing so i don't think we're there but i do think maybe for the first time in in a while given the ratings and the ratings may even drop as we're having this conversation but given the ratings the vince mcmahon doesn't know what to do and that he's looking for answers and the way that he thinks is best to do that is by throwing a bunch of stuff at the wall and hoping something sticks 
yeah, I think this close to WrestleMania as well. I mean, yeah, it is a month and a bit away, but you'd, you'd like to think they've got everything kind of planned and ready to go. And with the way things are going with TV, I'm just thinking they, they still aren't 100% sure where they're going with that show. I mean, you've, you've had rumours that Batista might be in talks again. And the obvious way to go with that is a Triple H match, if that happens. I, mean, Daniel, I was thinking the other day, Daniel Bryan... Yeah, he's got this sort of feud with Kofi Kingston going on at the moment, but that's been a very last-minute thing. I I don't see that going into WrestleMania. So what what's the plan for him there? You know, that's your WWE champion, and it, he kind of feels just unimportant to WrestleMania at the moment, as weird as that sounds. Um, it's just such an odd time for, for wrestling, especially for WWE. They just they kind of they want to make a change. They want to make things better, but I they kind of do know how to do it and don't know how to do it at the same time. And it's it's kind of odd to see them on the back foot. I think so. And I, I think that it... I think it's indicative of where the company is at the moment. They don't they mm. don't really know what to do. And you are... I should have mentioned this a minute ago. You're 100% right about the WrestleMania card. And usually, as you know, long-term fans, you can kind of figure it out. Yeah. You know, you, you have an inkling. Like, you can use all the knowledge you've built up over the years, and WWE likes to do things a certain way, and you say, okay, that person's going to fit in there, and they'll go there. But yeah, you're right. You know, we've got Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar, and we've got the women's triple threat outside of that. I think it's all it's all up for grabs. Like, for example, the, the lesser players, or at least the lesser players in this scenario, what does Braun Strowman do? What does Drew McIntyre do? What does Baron yeah, Corbin exactly. do? What does Bobby Lashley do? What does Finn Balor do? Like, we can go Nakamura, Shinsuke, uh, sorry, Rusev. You can go on like this for ages. Mm. And, and I, I, I can't remember ever, ever having a time when I wasn't at least, you know, being able to figure out. I've been absolutely sold on this idea that Daniel Bryan should fight a returning Kevin Owens and have, okay. Ke- and have Kevin Owens be the, like, the everyman compared to... You know, yeah, it makes uh, sense. Yeah, I, I like that. Just because I think Kevin, uh, given how WWE view that version of the title, I think Kevin Owens could actually win that, and that yeah. would that would that would make me pleased. But I don't know that. That's just me buying into into armchair mm. booking. <laughs> yeah. And you know, any plans that they did have have surely changed because you can't call these four guys up and not have them now have prominent matches on that show. Surely, well, exactly. And that, I mean, one of the things I read today was the plan was to have Ricochet versus Finn Balor right out the, the gate, and it was Triple H, apparently, who said, well, no, Finn's just won the Intercontinental title. He can't lose, but we can't have Ricochet lose. So that's why they were kind of put together. But yeah, if you want a WrestleMania match for the Intercontinental title, that's hell of a way to go, Ricochet versus Balor. I, I mean, that, that would be good. I think that the, I wouldn't say the problem is face versus face matches are always interesting mm. to me. I never really, I do like, actually it probably would work on WrestleMania because you have that kind of crowd, don't you? Yeah. But I uh, yeah, the, the whole thing, the whole thing is, I, I, I do love it. I do find it fascinating because look, it sparks these conversations. The internet went, you know, utterly nuts, which I always, <laughs> which I always like because yeah, I just, I just, anything that sparks debate and anything that sparks an emotional response, I feel like something's happened that that's good. You know, it's far better at the end of, uh, December when Baron Corbin was coming out and, and boring us all to tears. I don't blame Baron <laughs> Corbin, but that's what was happening. Yeah, you know, I I much I, I much prefer it when there when there's when there's the unexpected nature of it. But I do also struggle because when they do pull these uh, seemingly out of their ass, I, as a fan, I'm a bit like, okay, so all that stuff that I bought into be it on the pay per view or the episode the week before has now just been thrown out of the window, and it's it's not a problem on the night, but you know, I do find myself over a long period of time starting to get worn out by that like well what am i actually supposed to care about like you have Mm. to tell me because let's say i mean i didn't but let's say that i was really invested in bobby lashley beating leo rush for you just to say 24 hours later oh they have a chat it's okay (laughs) yeah Yeah. but it just means next time somebody breaks up i'm like well i don't care because i'm too worried about caring in case you take it away from me again like i think the the perfect example of this is sasha banks versus bailey Mm. i was actually quite into that i thought okay we could do something and then it was taken away from me. And it was taken yeah. away from me. And it was taken away from me. And now they're the tag team champions, which is fine. I think that was the right decision. But that's something I need. I think they need to stop. Like the Mojo Rawley promos. Where did Mojo Rawley go? Yeah, that they are weird. <laughs> I just, where did he go? Like, I genuinely would like, I would genuinely want someone to answer me that question. <laughs> he was yelling at himself in a mirror. Yeah. And now he's just gone away. Yeah, <laughs> it's so like, odd. It's like, they had a little idea for them. They're like, actually, no, we'll call some people up. If you could just go back to catering, Mojo, we'll, we'll call you when we need you for another promo in six months. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, it's odd. 
It's, it's so bizarre. Like it, 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 it's just. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I'll, I'll never. I'll never be able to. I'll never be able to figure it out. But it certainly. It certainly did surprise me. But hey, man, that's the lay of the land. And at least it made mm. Raw and SmackDown next week super interesting. I can't well, tell exactly, you what's going to yeah. happen. I I, re- I really really don't know. And obviously Seth Rollins apparently dealing with a minor injury and yep. Brock Lesnar being advertised for shows. And we don't know what Ronda's going to do. And Alexa Bliss, she's also gone from TV. And <laughs> it's yeah, just, it's kind of weird. It is. It's, it's it's definitely a weird time. Obviously, and the other thing, you know, it also kind of spits in the face of what we used to is all this stuff now with the Undertaker apparently being in Vince McMahon's bad books for doing Starcast. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. Which is, I mean, what's going on? Like, you know, it's that classic thing that nobody, no matter how long you've been there now, no matter how many big your star was, you cannot leave. WWE on good terms, it seems. No, it's like, it's it, like it's physically impossible. impossible. It? <laughs> I mean, it is. Like, I just, I don't know. I mean, because I, I was surprised when that happened. Like, it made me. It did that thing where I was, it, I saw it, and I was desperate to talk to somebody about it. <laughs> and, and that's when I know that something interesting has happened because it wasn't actually even that big a story in the grand scheme of things. But I'm like, Undertaker is doing essentially a non WWE event in America which mm. is affiliated with competition to WWE, this is massive to me for a guy that's so used to yeah. you know, Undertaker's gimmick being be, being so protected. Exactly, yeah. I mean, AEW is like the talking point of the wrestling world, and, and it will be until they have this sort of all-or-nothing uh, pay-per-view. So having Undertaker a day or two before, not affili- like on all-or-nothing, but something that is affiliated with it, is massive. It's just... It's crazy for me to think that even like, well, even days before, I wouldn't imagine that would ever happen. Of all the wrestlers you think that would show up to that star cast, The Undertaker's not the one you'd, you'd ever think of. He's the, the last one. 60 grand for a day as well. Yeah, it's I'll, not bad, I'll, is it? I'll, if somebody wants to hire me for 60 grand a day, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I will do it. I will I'll 100% do it. So in case, in case, yeah. Probably for a lot less, if we're being completely honest. Uh, talking <laughs> of, well, yeah. <laughs> but talking of AEW as well, I mean, you know, a lot has happened since we last spoke to, to do yeah. all of that. And you'd have to imagine, again, tying it all into these call-ups, that, that has, there has to be a connection there about, oh, what, you know, about why they've arrived on this scene. Like... What do you what do you take from all of that? Like you know, yeah. What's the you like it? You don't like it? Because some people are very I wouldn't say they're anti AEW, but they're certainly oh, I'm not going to get excited yet. Blah blah blah. Which I'm like, man, just enjoy it. But you know, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I I suppose can I see why people think that? Maybe not. I mean, I'm excited about it. I like um, a lot of the guys on that roster. Um, I think it's it can only be a good thing for the business. It's making WWE go out of their comfort zone and that's when WWE were at their best, when WCW were, you know, firing on all cylinders and beating them in the ratings. WWE, you know, they were great. They came back and they took over the wrestling world. So if at the very least AWE makes WWE put some effort in and become a better product, then that's a win for me. Um, but having AWE as well as this place where wrestlers can go, they can seemingly earn a very good pay packet. Um, it gives unknown guys and girls a chance to be on a big platform and again, earn some money, get some recognition, have some good matches, some new interesting matches. If it allows WWE guys not being used, like we hear today, Ty Dillinger's asked for his release. He's very close with Cody. They were a tag team back in the day in OVW. If he can go there and actually make something of himself where WWE really didn't want to use him, then brilliant. I, I see AEW is only a good thing for veterans, new, new guys, people in the middle, for everyone involved. I, I, it's got to be a good thing. I, 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 yeah, I mean, I just, everything seems to point to the fact that WWE doesn't like AEW. Like, I think, mm. I think that's probably one of the reasons uh, Vince McMahon is so against, you know, The Undertaker doing this. Because he's like, no, Undertaker's my guy. And now, you know, from a from a, a you know outside perspective point of view, some people may think this, this reflects badly on me. It's one of the reasons why Brock Lesnar keeps getting his good contact contract. Because yeah. he's like, well, you know, I, I can outdo the... I can outdo the, the, the UFC or whatever. But I, I'm very surprised that some people, are, it's already, they've already won. You know, even hmm. if they're out of business in a year, right now, you know, more people are saying they want to leave, more people are being offered more money. You know, again, people you wanted to be called up are being called up. So I think part of it as well is um, it, it's no secret that WWE offered the elite good money to come over to them. And they're like the first sort of big names offered big money. They went, no thanks. 
Mm. And that's that's got a sting if you're Vince McMahon. You go, well, normally I can just throw bucket loads of money at people and, and they come no matter who they are. But these guys have, have bet on themselves and gone, no, we're going to try this and this will be better for us. And, you know, Vince clearly, I don't think he'd take that well. Um, Triple H, I think, probably would understand it more. But Vince is still Vince and he, he will take that as a, a personal attack, I think. So, yeah, that's probably why with Undertaker doing this star cast, it's another another little dig that even even his loyal guys are, you know, maybe looking elsewhere a little bit. Not saying Undertaker will work for AEW, but, you know, the fact he's doing something that isn't WWE sanctioned as such is, is a big thing. Do... Um, I, 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 double or nothing. Mm-hmm. What? Obviously, you got you got Omega versus Jericho, and just for Ricky, I don't think Undertaker's ever going to wrestle for anybody else. No, but you got Omega versus Jericho. You've got you know the Young Bucks versus um, the Lucha Brothers. Yep. Uh, Hangman Page versus Puck. Mm-hmm. Cody Rhodes versus versus a mystery opponent. Like, is and I imagine there is just because you're like me and you just want to see what they they're going to do. But say you were a more casual fan, do you think there's enough on that card at the moment? Do you think it's sort of casual grabbing enough that I mean obviously you know from a ticket perspective absolutely smashed it but what they really need to do is ensure they get good pay-per-view ratings and you know attract more interest yeah. on, on, on TV do you think they've got enough there or do you still think they need to bring in some extra people I think as it stands I don't want to use the word niche because that's probably wrong but it is it is a hardcore audience they've got at the moment and you know getting Jericho is excellent, but he's still not quite the guy I think that would draw massive amounts of people to their product. Yes, he took some people over to New Japan, but not, you know, company building numbers. But I think that's the way they need to go. I, I don't want them to, to do a TNA and just bring in WWE guys just because, oh, you know this person, come and watch them here. Um, I think early on, it's going to be the very hardcore, but I think that it'll get around quick. The news will get around quick and people, as long as they get a decent TV deal that all homes can, or the majority of homes can tune in and watch their show. I think there'll be a great alternative. Eventually they just need to get that word of mouth out there and get some shows under their belts. You know, Kenny Omega, we love him. You know, he's well known in the the wrestling world, but he's not a main, you know, a mainstream guy yet. He certainly could be, um, but yeah, it's going to take some work, I think, at, at first to get casual fans to jump over. But I think if they get a glimpse of it, I think they're on the right track. They've got the right guys to keep people invested and keep people watching. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, exactly. I think it's a marathon, not a sprint. I know that's a cliche, yeah. but yeah. it is. And a lot of people expect, oh, they haven't done this, they haven't done that. They've only they've been around two months and <clears> they've <throat> already managed to fire so many shots you know, in WWE's direction, that it's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, what did you hear about all the stuff talking about the Young Bucks? Did you hear about all the stuff that they the WWE pitched to them when they offered them their contracts? Yeah, that's insane. The yeah. the whole you can leave after a few months if you're not happy with the direction. And not only that, though, they also said to them, "We'll let you do an invasion angle." Yes. So they they will actually let the elite, and I presume Kenny Omega is part. They're probably all of them. But you know, we'll let you do an invasion angle, which will I you know knowing WWE would have culminated at WrestleMania because why yeah. why stretch these things out? Um, and I, you know, on paper that sounds great, but again, as soon as I heard that, I was like, and you know, the Young Bucks don't need any help or information from me, but as soon as I heard it, I was like, I wouldn't do that if I was the Young Bucks, because every time WWE's tried to do an invasion angle, <laughs> yeah. they, they botched it up, and I hate saying that, but you know, the invasion back in 2001, I don't think, I think even people that would have worked there would have said you know, probably one of the greatest ball droppings in wrestling mm. history, but also oh, yeah. when they had the NXT invasion, which started brilliant and, you know, really, again, you're talking about trying to find things that sparked the product. To me, that felt like it sparked. And then, you know, it absolutely petered out because John Cena <laughs> beat Wade Barrett when Wade Barrett should have gone the other way around and, and, stamped, yeah. and stamped an approval on it. So that surprised me because th- cause the problem is there's no way the elite wins that war. To me, that's no, saying to them straight no. away, you will lose your first feud. Yeah, to me, that's that screams of sort of Vince and the creative team just going with the, what they think is the obvious angle. I think people still look at the NWO thing and go, well, that works. That's that's how an invasion angle works. We'll just do it again. It's not that simple. I mean, they were they were big WWE names moving across and Hogan turning heel was a big thing. And I, I think trying to recapture the essence of an invasion angle like that, it's just not possible these days just because of, the names are different. The, the business is different. Um, but yeah, I, I think having the Bucks, the elite 
come in as this invading force a lot i'm not saying a lot of fans wouldn't know who they were but there are going to be a vast number of fans that maybe wouldn't recognize them or had heard of them but didn't really know their work so the threat isn't there to ww it's like well who are these guys that have come from japan we we don't really know too much about them why are we feeling threatened by them this this small group invading this massive company that seemingly employs every other wrestler on the planet so yeah i i don't think that would have been an ideal situation no for I, anyone. I, yeah i thought it was really strange like <laughs> just the just the word invasion in WWE I'm like no yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, what are you gonna do to us like you're gonna get Buff Bagwell involved I still remember that man I still I still I'm so, and the, the hilarious thing is even with the you know the people that they got and you know the, the lack of people like they got I should say that invasion pay-per-view and the Survivor Series you know whichever the hell it was did so well it did so yeah. well people oh, were yeah. still absolutely bought into the idea of WCW versus WWE and that, I just find it crazy. I just I find it absolutely crazy that, yeah, oh, I don't know. I, and I, I understand the issues. Like, I really, 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 really do understand the issues in the sense that you can't break the wage structure. Yep. And even from a, you know, Goldberg, a Kevin Nash, a Scott Hall, Hulk Hogan point of view, who isn't going to want to take some time off to let your body heal when you're being paid millions of dollars? Oh, exactly, yeah. But yeah, it's, cool. it's, just, it's just everything else. The fact that you know, we treat them like such goofs. Like, everybody, yeah. on, everybody on the Alliance side was such a goof. And it's like, oh man, that that was the time, like you know, Undertaker would just run through people as well. Yes, just he like, would, yeah. it's just like I'm just gonna run through everybody, which was uh, oh, absolutely hilarious, absolutely hilarious. <laughs> yeah, you know, and as fun as at times the Austin heel run was, like having him on the the WCW the Alliance side was like, well, we're just seeing matches we've seen before now. We're seeing Austin versus Angle. We've, we've that's not an, an exciting invasion match. It's a WWF match. <laughs> It is what it is. So yeah, it, it was a shame. So how many? How, this, it's two thousand one, wasn't it? So we're coming up to twenty yeah. years. Oh, oh my word. god! I know. I know, <laughs> I know, right? I know. How terrifying is that when you when you hear that shit? You're like, Phew. I don't even know how that happened. I don't even know yeah. how that happened. Well, hey, here we are. That is the bit. I just <laughs> an, an invasion. I mean, it sounds great, right? Like it sounds absolutely brilliant. But it just, oh, yeah. Anyway, always mm. learn from the past. Always learn from the past. Oh, definitely. Would, we talked about Kofi Kingston. I should have asked you as well. Really. I didn't. We kind of just we kind of just scooted over it at Fastlane. I mean, do you want to? Would you take? Would you take him winning, or do you think that kind of upsets Daniel Bryan's title reign? Uh, I I I like that he's getting a push. I like that the fans are behind him, but I I wouldn't want to see him win. Um, I mean, it, it's great. It's it's so nice that when you do get a, a wrestler that the fans are solidly behind that and then gets a little bit of momentum from it and the, the company gets behind them a bit. But it does, it screams to me as, as filler feud um, just till they get to WrestleMania. And this is a problem with having so many different pay-per-views and shows. You, you have to then fill it with things. And if someone gets injured, you have to slot someone else in. And it, it feels a little, I don't know, not premature, but I, I, I just see it as a filler. It just screams that to me. I don't think the plan is for Kofi to go into WrestleMania as anything more than what he was before he got a little bit hot, to be honest. He'll, he'll probably might be in a multi-man tag match with the New Day or something, but I can't see him going in as champion or challenging for the belt at WrestleMania. That's the thing, isn't it? It's, it's like, it doesn't need to be at WrestleMania. And I don't mean that no. in a bad way, but it's just like, what we've got now is great. And yeah. what we've got now is good. So let's just let's just let's just go. You don't have to turn it into this huge thing where it's like, exactly. oh man. Now it just it, if he's going to win the belt, I don't think it has to be at WrestleMania. Personally, well, exactly. I mean, if if he if he were to win the belt this this quick after this push, then what? You know what what the, the chase is part of the appeal with a, a hot baby face for me. Um, that he doesn't have to have it right away. He's proven that he can be a main event player. That I think many people are probably written him off by this point they just sort of found his niche he was a good mid-card sort of high-end mid-card act but never gonna reach the top but now I think he's proven that actually I can do it and maybe that'll give hope to some of the other guys that have been I mean Kofi's been doing all right for the past few years in the new day for goodness sake but there probably are some wrestlers that are looking at Kofi and going well he's been kind of mid-card for a long time and now the, the audience is behind him the company seems to notice so it gives a bit of hope to people, I hope. Uh, other wrestlers in the back that maybe are feeling a bit down on their luck. They can look at Kofi and go, well, it's not all lost. You're right, because you just never know. Yeah. Uh, you, you just absolutely you absolutely never know what what's next. 
And mm. I think, you know, I, that's, you're right. That's why you absolutely should always... Uh, it's difficult, isn't it? Like, I understand you need to, you know, if you're not on the bench, you're not going to get into the game. But I also completely understand someone being absolutely worn out by... Yeah, by, oh, I, yeah. Like, but my biggest example that I keep coming back to is Rusev and Nakamura. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Rusev and Nakamura, and our truth, let's throw him in there as well, because where's the US Championship gone? <laughs> yeah, of course. You yeah. forgot, I forgot, right? It was only yeah, late, yeah. it was earlier today, I was like, oh shit, I was going through the WrestleMania card in my head, and I was like, okay, I see champion, something to do with Finn Balor, they went US Champion, and I paused, and I went, I don't know who the US Champion is, and I was like, <laughs> oh, it's our truth and you know, I thought that, um, what's he call it, Rusev and Nakamura are going to be this new tag team, nope, mm. and I thought they were going to push, uh, yeah, I thought they were going to push our truth a little bit, nope. I just that kind of toing and froing. I can understand why, but why it wears people out. But you know, you, 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 Nakamura, especially. I swear, Nakamura's contract's coming up soon. I mean, maybe he's just happy doing what he's doing. You never know. You can never account for what anybody wants. But yeah, of course. I, I just, I don't think that's the kind. That's the kind of guy who you know, I, I'm sure has greatly risen, greatly raised his stock mm. being in WWE. And if he popped along to, you know, if he popped along. To AEW, I think that would really, you know, really make a splash because then you can oh, do, yeah. you know, Kenny Omega versus Nakamura, Jericho versus Nakamura, Cody versus Nakamura. I, I just think that it's, yeah, I think, I don't get it. I don't get it, man. I tell you, there's a lot. I, I can't predict. Usually I feel quite proud of my ability to be able to. Yeah, no, it's the same. Things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's weird because normally, like, when, when wrestling is unexpected, I'm like, yeah, this is brilliant. This is what we want. We want it to be unexpected. But then when it's around WrestleMania season, it makes me a bit nervous because, like, this is your one show that you need to know what you're doing, and it doesn't like you do, and that worries me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I like it in a way because it means I have to approach things differently. I actually have yeah, to, yeah. When I watch the shows anyway, but now I have to really watch the shows. Mm. But I worry that, yeah, you hope it's a good thing, but maybe it's not a good thing, right? <laughs> Exactly, but, yeah. yeah. <laughs> because maybe it's because they haven't got a clue. Exactly. Maybe they've got no clue about what, about, about what's going on. But, you know, I don't want to I, I, I rag on it too much because it is just resting at the end of the day. And Well, yeah. I, I, I appreciate them reacting to the situation that they're in. They don't like the ratings, which I keep looking mm. for, them, by the way, but so far nothing. But they don't like the ratings. And they're trying to make a change, which is what we say that they don't do. And now they're trying yeah. to do it. So it's like, all right, again, I can't, I can't get mad at people. You know, the, what people usually says is, oh, they, you know, WWE isn't into the fans. They don't care about this. They don't care about that. They're stuck in the status quo. Mm. And yet this is an absolute response to everything that's gone on. So I'm not going to criticize them both ways. I don't think that's fair in any no, stretch of the imagination. No. I, just, I just hope that they, they keep rolling with it. They don't get bored in a couple of weeks. Go, actually, no, we'll do someone else. Actually, we'll give someone else a turn. Like if you're going to invest in these guys, invest in these guys and see how it goes give them a fair shot and the real question is what happens when roman reigns comes back well exactly yeah i mean we we hope that's going to be on the cards obviously we don't know but how does roman reigns slot into all of this and what the hell are they doing with dean ambrose and seth rollins like um (laughs) you know like what is all that yeah i mean that was someone like wwe to have a, a wrestler hand their notice and then go oh yeah he's leaving we wish him the best and then still sort of vote feature him on tv yes he's losing all the time which wrestlers generally do on the way out the door but yeah then to just try and turn around on this sort of breakup between him and seth and now you've got dean being a bit of a, a goofy guy backstage with jokes to seth rollins it's like what what are you doing <laughs> i don't i don't get it i don't i don't know where what their plan is for dean i mean they, they want us to keep using him on raw I mean, back in the day, they they might sort of just write him off and say, "Well, we'll, we'll put, get you to put over a couple of guys," and then that's that. But they still seem to feature him prominently, so it's it's a strange one. Do you think Whether they're a... hoping he'll stay? I don't, I don't well, know. Well, I was going to say, do you think it's legit? I mean, I think it's legit now after he got beaten by Drew McIntyre in two minutes. I think so. Yeah, I I honestly believe it. I watched the um, Chronicle documentary that he did on um, the WWE Network the other day. And a lot of that was sort of about his comeback. And it was this weird mix of sort of real as far as his injury went and then sort of the kayfabe stuff about the sort of breakdown of the shield or the angle they were doing at the time. But just sort of watching that and then sort of now knowing that he's looking to leave from what we've been told, it kind of fits that, yeah, I think he wants more out of his wrestling career than I think WWE can give him. He, I don't think he likes the the goofy, silly stuff, although that's what they're making him do on his way out. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm interested in Ambrose. I, I don't know whether he'll go to AEW, whether he'll take some time off, whether he'll go somewhere like Ring of Honor. It, it's interesting for him because it, it's rare that a WWE champion just sort of ups and goes 
and especially WWE admitting it as well, going, yeah, he he is leaving. It's a strange one. Oh, it's massive. Yeah, I think you got it's it's the status of Dean Ambrose, isn't it? Yeah, he's, he's always been a guy that we wanted. You know, we wanted to, WWE to do more. He's kind of divisive a little bit as well. I see Sam Bagore don't get Dean Ambrose. It's like, yeah, well, that's just entertainment. Don't be ridiculous. But yeah, yeah he, he, he has been WWE champion. He has had those matches with Triple H at Roadblock and, yeah. you know, countless other things where fans have really, really, really been behind him. And he's only been back a short amount of time. And, you know, now, now he wants to go, which, mm. you know, it's just not, again, you know, it's, you know it was a big deal because it's one of those names, like no disrespect to Ty Dillinger, but Ty Dillinger yeah, does oh, yeah, the same. Exactly, and yeah. it's still it's still a discussion point, but it doesn't have the same impact as a Dean Ambrose. Like, to me, while Seth Rollins has probably been used better, I still see them on the same level. Do you know what I mean? Like, completely. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, I, I still see them. Yeah, I do. I do. Like, I think maybe that changes at WrestleMania 35. If they do go all in with Seth and he wins the Universal yeah. Championship, then yeah, I think you probably do elevate him a little bit. But right now... I think, you know, Dean Ambrose or Seth Rollins would have got that crazy, that, that crazy, what are we talking about? Surely not. Which is why, hence my first question to you, do you think it's a work? I'm not asking you about that Ty Dillinger, am I? Because exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's more believable. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's more surprise. Uh, it's, it's, more, it's more obvious. So, Especially, you don't, I mean, back in the day when it was WWF versus WCW, if, if a big name left, you knew that's because they'd got a big offer from, the other company so it wasn't like no that's a surprise i wonder where they're going to go with dean because aw is not up and running yet tna's tna or impact whatever it's called and you know ring of honor's always kind of on the back foot losing people and pushing new people there isn't that obvious place where you're gonna go well dean ambrose is definitely going to go there there's no wcw that have offered him big money you go well that's where he'll be that's where he'll go so it's interesting. Is he? I mean, he seems to love wrestling, so I don't think he's going to leave the wrestling industry anytime soon. Uh, but yeah, it's interesting times for him. I could see him in any of the companies, really. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued by him, definitely. I, I don't think it's a work. I, I honestly do think he's, he's on the way out. I, I think it's a genuine thing. I do, and I, I think he's one of those guys that absolutely could shine in somewhere like AEW. Like, abs- yeah. Absolutely, like... A lot of people don't know about his John Moxley work, and nor should no. you. That's not your, you know, that's not your, uh, you know, it's not your responsibility. You don't have to do every <laughs> single thing that a wrestler yeah, does. Yeah. But it's why I was so excited about Dean Ambrose's heel turn because I thought if they do that right, Dean Ambrose yeah. has all the tools to really, really make an impact. But then, you know, it became goofy, and then it was, it was, exactly. too, it was too serious with the Roman Reigns stuff. I was like, no, 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 that's not what I want either. I don't. Yeah, that, that, that's yeah. too much for me to process. Don't do that. <laughs> and and you know what did we get? I mean, when did he turn heel? I mean, you know, I can find out because it's when Roman Reigns. Oh, I don't really want to type that in, but I'll do late it anyway. Over time, I think. So that I think was it's the, you're right. time I was on honeymoon. I think yeah. I, I, I think Roman Reigns had his his uh, promo about leaving when I was on honeymoon. I'm sure it was. You're right. It was the 23rd of October, which is yeah. what November, December, January. It's only four months ago. Bloody hell, it feels longer yeah, than yeah. that, doesn't it? That's um, right. But yeah, so four months. What a shit heel turn! Like, yeah, he was heel, and I'm going to argue that he was already not a heel about a month ago anyway. So a three month heel turn for a guy that really, really, in my head, when he went, was going to be that guy. I was convinced because I mm. know, I know how. Yeah, I just know, I know how, I know what he can do. I know yeah, he's he got this sinister side. Heel. Yeah, definitely. It was such. A, I was so invested. I was like, here we go. This is what I've been waiting for for a while. And yeah, we got what we got, gas masks and <laughs> all that sort of stuff. I mean, what, I, don't, I don't know what they were thinking. Like, I really, no. really, in that sense, I really don't know what, what that was. Like, oh, I don't know. I mean, that's just one of those WWE things, especially the whole I need injections because you've all got germs and I'm a germaphobe now. <laughs> yeah. Like, no wonder, no wonder Dean Ambrose wants to go. Do you know what I mean? It's one of those things where, like, of course they want to leave. Yeah, I think he's a very creative guy. I think he's got a vision for how he wants his character and how he wants his career to go and doing the stuff that WWE have him do, especially at the moment, just it isn't his vision of what he wants. So I think if he can go somewhere that does allow him to be, not maybe not John Moxie, we don't want to see <laughs> that, those sort of matches again, death matches, but a bit more of a, a an evil character, a bit more of a serious bad guy, then I think that would do him the world a good both for his, his career and probably mentally as well. I, I just don't think he's he's being given the stuff he wants to do. No, I mean I, I I've always said this, and some people go a bit go a bit crazy, but I would 
rather never see death matches like that again because they're yeah, just sure. they're, they're not my thing like if you no, want if, if right. people want to do them that's cool and if people want to enjoy them that's cool all cool like you know absolutely you know it, it's um it, it's just not it's not my it's not to my taste <laughs> no, it, just, it, it just makes me cringe and want to put my head in the sand <laughs> yeah most definitely yeah but uh yeah maybe you would do that i mean i don't know if you go to aew i can't see it happening i mean i don't know what their tv deal is going to end up to be but you know getting anything like that past anybody is hard especially in 2019 like if you don't get wrestling and you yeah. see this barbaric stuff i think that does it does the you know it does the opposite of what you want it to do i'd like to think he's probably beyond that as well that was that was a way to get a name get noticed i think he could just be a nasty heel, you know, a la Triple H in the, the early 2000s when he was this just nasty piece of work. Ambrose could do that brilliantly, I think, and I think that would be the best sort of route for his, his character to go. Yeah, I, I can see him not necessarily taking over Jericho's role. I mean, I don't know how Jericho's got left, but he's got that kind of, in terms of the, I, I, th- I think he can be an effective bad guy. Which yeah. obviously is what AEW is going to struggle with because everyone just wants to support everybody so badly. They just, <laughs> yeah. you know, they just they just love everyone. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm intrigued. I think it could be a wild card, and it's interesting because so many people go, "Nah, who gives a shit?" I'm like, "Nah, I think you should give a shit." Yeah, you know, I, 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 th- I think you could give a shit. The fact that he can do all the goofy stuff well and he doesn't even want to do it. Imagine, well, yeah. Imagine what he can do with the stuff that he's genuinely invested in. Oh well, yeah, I think his his best days are, are ahead of him. I, I really do. If he can get some control about his character and some input into his angles and what he wants to be, I think he could be a real player for wherever he ends up. Yeah, totally, absolutely. That's why you know that's why I think getting Omega involved is it's the same kind of thing for me. He brings a, a specific audience. Yeah, you know, I don't think he is. I do think Chris Jericho is the biggest name they have. I do. I think that's fair. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But I think Kenny Omega brings someone. I think obviously the Young Bucks do. Cody Rhodes does. I think Dean Ambrose has. You know, I know Chris Jericho brings a b- b- bigger audience, but I feel Dean Ambrose brings a different niche audience. If that makes yeah, any sense. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he, he's interesting. So I think some people will follow Ambrose because they're like some WWE fans will see him leave and go, well, we're not happy with the company either. We're going to leave with you and we're going to follow you and see where you go. So like, be like supporting a football team, you know, you, you support them through thick and thin. So if, if Ambrose leaves, I, I can see if not a lot, but a few fans moving over and then word of mouth spreads. And that's how AEW get their audience, just by people talking and going, come and watch this. There's a couple of guys you'll recognize. And there's a load of guys that are brilliant and do weird, wacky things in the ring that you'll love. And that that's how they'll work. Yeah, I think rec- I think that recognizable factor is, what, is what's really important. Because mm. like, if you are flicking through a channel and you see Dean Ambrose, or you just again, like you see, you're just intrigued about where the hell Dean Ambrose went. Yeah, that's when you stop and you start watching. I, and I think we, people are underestimating that. Like, I really, really do think though. Yeah, I, I mean, so. I, I could just be, and I am excited about it because, and I'm sure you feel the same. This is, this is the first time in wrestling. Not even TNA did this, where I feel like there's a genuine chance of not a war like there was with Nitro. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But like somebody can actually. Make a dent, just a small bit of a dent. Like the fact they've sold out twelve thousand seats, and just you know, not many companies. Well, no, not even WWE is doing that. So it's like, no, exactly. I mean, when TNA formed, even like at the start, it was like, well, this is just the company for the wrestlers that WWE don't want. Mm. AEW has wrestlers that WWE really wanted, and were making big plays to get. So that's, you know, the fact that they're doing their own thing and WWE was so keen to have him, it makes it so exciting. I, I can't wait. What was your, you know, when TNA launched, what did you think of it? Because I, and I was still in school when TNA launched, but right, you know, okay. I, I, I didn't, I just didn't care for it. Like I knew all these guys had gone there, but the fact that it was like pay-per-view shows and I didn't really have any access to it. And like you say, it felt like people that had just had their run in WWE and was going there. It took me a long while before I even bothered to check it out. Like I think the first show was in 2002 and I, just... I, I remember buying um, the first eight shows, I think, on video off eBay. Just because I was, I was, you know, I was, that was like the height of me getting tapes and stuff. We, the internet wasn't quite the thing it was back then. Um, but yeah, so I, I got the tapes off eBay and I got a couple of mates. I was like, I've got this new promotion. It's got a few guys we'll know, a few guys we don't. Let's just watch it. And we, we're watching it. And we saw like the Exhibition stuff that featured AJ Styles, who we didn't really know at the time, but it had Jerry Lynn. And we were like, we love Jerry Lynn. His stuff with RVD and ECW was brilliant. And it's good to see him being able to do all the stuff he didn't really do in his WWF run. And 
you know, me and my mate Andy, we were massive Scott Hall fans, still are. And like just seeing Scott Hall was like, yes, he's our guy. We yeah. love Scott. Um, so, you know, it had some recognisable names, but it never felt like it was going to do anything more than it did, really. I mean, it had its its shiny points, but at the start, especially, it was like, this isn't anything that WWE are going to be too bothered about. Yeah. Um, and it, it did very fast become that they've been released from WWE. They've gone to, to TNA. And it's like, okay. <laughs> I, I think perception is reality as well. Mm. And that was the other thing. And even when Kurt Angle went, I remember when Kurt Angle went, there was a buzz. And I remember it's... being like, oh my gosh. But I can't tell you why, but did I stick with it then? No, I didn't. That's the interesting thing. I didn't stick with it then. I, I certainly tuned in and I tuned out and I watched the big matches, like the triple threats with uh, uh, AJ Styles, Samoa Joe and Christopher Daniels. I caught all the things that I knew I was meant to, yeah, meant to yeah. catch. And I watched it week to week as much as I can. But I think as soon as Hulk Hogan was through the door, I was like, I don't want to watch this anymore. Like, yeah. This is just not what I want. Like I've seen this before. It was funny. I remember when Angle went across, I was like really excited. It's like, oh, they're going to eventually get to this great match between Samoa Joe and Kurt Angle, and that would be brilliant. And they did it right away. And I was like, well, I've seen the match I wanted Kurt Angle to have now. You know, yeah. <laughs> there's no, I, that, that was the match. Oh, everyone else, like AJ, I guess, but everyone else was kind of, well, I've seen him against the WWE guys, and the big match I wanted, Angle versus Joe, they've done straight out the gates. So, you know, why, why do I stick around now? It was such a shame as well, because they had that whole thing where it felt like it was going to be some kind of MMA. Do you remember they had that sort of MMA yeah, slant yeah, 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 to it? Yeah, yeah, and I yeah. thought, oh, maybe they're going to go in this direction. Mm. And there was a lot of pros and cons for it, but I thought, well, at least it'll be different. Like, exactly. at least it will be different. At least it will feel different from WWE. And they just never did it again. Yeah. And, yeah. and I get it. You can't do that with everybody. You have to have some talent, I guess, to be able to do that. Mm. But the fact they never even tried, I thought, that's it. I remember thinking, this is it. You can, you can make a dent in the wrestling yeah. industry by kind of combining MMA with WWE or with pro wrestling, which a lot of people said they wanted. And yet, mm. yeah, that, that was it. And that match, where was that match? I can't remember what pay-per-view oh, that was at. I can't remember. Uh, Samoa Joe, TNA. One of the lockdowns. It was in a cage, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it was... I was going to say, I remember it being in a cage. And that's, was it lockdown 2008? When did... No, that's not... I don't, I don't, who cares? Yeah, but, <laughs> but yeah, I, I was always... That, that match was so hard. It was a lot like the, some of the stuff we see now. Yes. Like, you know, was. kind of where... Or New Japan, I should say, not that we see now, but it felt like it had been influenced a lot more by the strong style in New Japan, which mm. we see now. We did, I, I personally could have just been because... Well, it would have been because my eyes weren't open back then, but I was young. But it was the first time it was exposed to me, and I really felt like they could have... They could have benefited from that, but no, they, they they didn't, which, I don't know. I don't know. Just, TNA is such a, an interesting beast, and the fact that it's still going, which is brilliant. Again, I don't want it to... Yeah. I don't want it to go anywhere, but just crazy. Just, 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 just <laughs> crazy to think about all the stuff, all these memories we have. And again, if you're out there and you've never seen those triple matches between AJ Styles, Christopher Daniels, and Samoa Joe, go and oh, watch yeah. them. Like, they yeah, are... You know, for people that don't like triple threat matches, maybe because you're only exposed to the ones in WWE, mm. they are brilliant. Like, they are absolutely brilliant matches. And, you know, I, I, I think a large reason why AJ Styles started to develop the reputation that he did. Oh, most definitely, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of good, there's a lot of good back stuff there, but... I don't really watch it these days. I said that on the podcast on Wednesday. It sounds terrible, but it's just not my. It's not, it's not my thing. I got too. No, I don't have enough time in the week. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I still read the results and yeah, whatnot, I do, But yeah. even now, I'm like, oh, who's that guy? I, I don't recognize that name. So even I'm at when I'm at that point, you know, I'm not invested. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know so who some of the wrestlers are. That's well, there's only so much you can do. You've got to draw a line in the stand somewhere. Definitely. So hey. There you go. Right, amazingly, an hour has gone by, which I've just looked up. Wow. And it's just, it just fly. Why is talking about wrestling so fun? Somebody, somebody tweet me <laughs> and tell me, because I don't have a flipping clue, but it is. And I, I do this a lot, and I still don't get bored. Uh, someone said it to me the other day, because you ever run things out to talk about? Like, you think I would, wouldn't you? And yeah, yet, possible. we can even talk about subjects I've already talked about, and it's still interesting. <laughs> like, yeah, most definitely, yeah. But that's why I started the podcast. I was listening to so many so many podcasts, I thought I could probably do that. Like, I mean, yeah. And I remember when big things happen, I would seek even brand new podcasts I'd never even heard of just to get opinion. I just wanted to right. hear what people yeah, thought yeah, about yeah. it. And now here I am. Who knew? <laughs> uh, right, my man. Um, is there anything you want to throw out there? Any tweets, Facebook, any nonsense like that? Uh, yeah, I'm on uh, Twitter uh, at Pitwar, P-I-T-W-A-R. Um, I do present a uh, weekly radio show on Puritans Radio, uh, the Sunday Night Geek, talking about comics, video games, movies, and playing lots of good music. I say I do present it. I've only got two shows left. Then I am leaving. Oh, man. <laughs> there you yeah, go. Reveal. Uh, <laughs> exactly. But yeah, if you want to tune into my last couple of shows, Sunday, 6 till 8, I've got this week, 
next week, then I am done. But I'm doing a little bit on YouTube now, comic reviews and stuff like that. So look for The Everyday Geek on YouTube and you'll find my comic book videos, which is what I'm going to be doing going forward. Right, do that. Check them out. Last two shows, you've got to support it. That's what it's all about. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's right, it's how the world works, man. Uh, and, and I'm on Twitter as well, Simon316. Same with Instagram. Again, you can check this on youtube.com forward slash submit report rules. All supported by patreon.com forward slash Simon316. That's how we grow this thing and set it on fire. Again, I am away next week, but I will do my best to get a pre recorded episode up. So don't tweet me going, why are you talking about old things? It's because <laughs> it was old. <laughs> That's why it will be. Uh, but if not, I will talk to you the week after next anyway. So have uh, good weekends, have good weeks, and as always, we'll talk to you again soon. 